GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand. Hello, thanks for listening to the Gibraltar Today podcast. I'm Jonathan Scott. An exhibition marking GBC's 60-year anniversary as a public broadcaster has opened at the Gustavo Bagarisas Gallery in Casemates. It's definitely worth you checking it out if you're on the rock in the next few weeks. In a moment, we'll hear from the GBC chief executive, James Nish, and we'll also be joined by the GBC news editor, Christine Vasquez, who spent some 34 years working at GBC, as well as Ian Daniels, who's the head of Radio Gibraltar and has been here for 37 years, and representing the engineering and technology team, John Balestrino, who's been here for more than 20 years. We'll talk about how much technology has changed in those 60 years of GBC, and um, I will tell you all about that exhibition down at Casemates. But first, our top story today. Planning approval has been granted for the development of a boutique hotel and a restaurant at 3 Secretaries Lane and 12 Governors Lane. It's right next to the Cathedral of the Holy Trinity. And at the adjacent Fortress House, an art gallery, a children's art centre and a cafe have also been given full planning permission. The developer hopes that this historic building complex will become a cultural and social hub. Claire Hernandez has been covering this, the first session of the Development and Planning Commission in 2024. That's right, yeah, the first meeting. It was still going on when I came downstairs, so they're probably still discussing so many cases. As I mentioned earlier, there are over 30 applications that have gone forward. A lot of these relating to refurbishments and alterations to private dwellings, which is always the case in Gibraltar, obviously, looking mm. at, at different things. We Minor have to projects, be very careful. Huh? Exactly. Things like glass curtains for balconies and that kind of thing, which we see a lot of, but it all has to go through the process. Yep. So the two major developments discussed this morning, as you mentioned, were the proposed development of the boutique hotel and art gallery. It's it can be quite exciting, actually, to look at these developments. They're looking to renovate older buildings in the town area that are currently in a state of disrepair. So obviously that is, well, I say obviously, it's not obvious to so many people, but that could be a point in their favour. A lot of people like, you know, the look of um, potential urban development is always a big thing in, you know, the surrounding area. We yeah. have a lot of people who, who describe the upper town looking a bit like Italy, for example, mm-hmm. and we like looking at, at things like that and, and developing well, the older uh, buildings. Yeah, the, the older buildings in Gibraltar tell us a little bit about where our community has come from. Exactly, absolutely right. So the plans include outdoor areas, a sculpture garden, restaurant facilities, and as you said, they're looking at developing a social and cultural hub there in the heart of town. The developments, again you mentioned this, also had outline planning permission. They went back to the developer with various recommendations and suggestions so maintaining various heritage features, recommendations on accessibility, which is obviously a very big deal these days. Uh, queries about parking and delivery areas, that kind of thing that has to be discussed and ironed out before full planning permission can go ahead. A lot of these issues have been discussed since they last came to the DPC and amended according to DPC recommendations. Concerns that were raised from the environmental perspective were, for example, whether any old trees were being removed 
that has been taken off the table. No old trees have been removed and in fact new trees are being planted and the potential impact on wildlife. I don't know if you're aware, Jonathan, that area, that whole area, Holy Trinity, the museum as well, a lot of swifts nest in that area. So that's something, a swift survey has been completed and they've looked at um, at the impact for both swifts and bats, they've got to make sure that there are provisions made for that. So both the, the developments are approved. There's some little ironing out on distinctive heritage features being retained or relocated. The other thing I wanted to mention that also went up, a further application this morning, was for the installation of solar panels on the roofs of the buildings at Moorish Castle Estate. Again. Right. A development like this ticks a lot of boxes. For example, the sustainability box, most firmly ticked. The proposal would provide 409 kilowatts of power for Gibraltar through these solar panels. Obviously, is that power something. A lot it is apparently a lot. <laughs> I know okay. I was a bit confused, but it is apparently a lot. Um, it's a fairly large estate. It uh, is indeed. Uh, and these would go on 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 the roofs. On the roofs of the of the buildings. Of course, the concerns around this project include the visual impact of the solar panels. That was something that was discussed at length. But there has been a visual impact survey. So they were talking about you know, you there might be limited views of it from casemates and the upper town, for example. Um, also concerns about potential impact to the airport. Nowadays, part of the, the visual aspect is also us understanding that we are, you know, trying to take and harness the sun's energy, which is good because it means less diesel being burnt. No? Exactly. And that was one of the points that was and, and, raised. And less, and less LNG nowadays, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> of course, we have to get <laughs> these things right. But solar panels also... I mean, the Minister for Environment mentions that people do get excited when they see solar panels because they think of the sustainability and they think of how this is impacting the environment. So that was a point in its favour. Um, the main point, in fact, appears to be that of access for maintenance. Okay. Now, I don't know if you are aware, a lot of, a lot of people will be aware of roofs that have been improved in the area of glasses in Laguna State, for mm-hmm. example. Now, maintenance is an issue. So that has to be reviewed. Um, They need access, of course, not only to maintain the panels, but for cleaning and clearing gutters, which apparently has has been an issue recently. So that is something that's being looked at at the moment. So what, like ladders or... We don't know. It's not so much ladders. The Minister for Housing was present this morning and mentioned that they have hooks on some of the housing estates. And through these hooks there's a whole thing of of rigging and taking people up to the roof where you don't have to put up scaffolding which can affect parking in the areas and which can be costly as well so hooks to to basically pull people up and help them to clean and maintain the areas so that's something that is already in place in some housing estates and that has to be reviewed for Moorish Castle Estate for this to go ahead so those were main the main points that came up from this morning and this will have been the first development and planning commission meeting since the general election if i'm not mistaken so it's the first time that pat orofila has sat on the dpc as as housing minister Minister. and and bringing up a lot of very fair points it is interesting always when you have something like this i suppose especially when you have ministers for different ministries we have pat orofila for housing we had minister cortez as well for for environment and all the things that have come under his umbrella. And thankfully, there's some cohesion there because obviously the last thing you want in the first DPC meeting of the year is them to be at loggerheads. So <laughs> it all looked quite smooth this morning. And um, as I said, it was still going as I came down. So who knows? There could be a lot more. Log on to the government's YouTube for Indeed. DPC fun. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. After this show, though, after this show. 
on Radio Gibraltar and on GBC Television. Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. An exhibition marking GBC's 60-year anniversary as a public service broadcaster has opened. It was officially inaugurated by the Chief Minister Fabian Picardo yesterday evening before a private audience which included past and current members of staff. The GBC Chief Executive James Nish said the national broadcaster has played a vital role in people's lives for six decades and in a world which offers countless platforms and outlets, he said it's a very special privilege that the Gibraltarian public still chooses to let GBC into their homes today. Uh, and we welcome Mr Nish into the studio this afternoon. Um, Congratulations on GBC's 60th anniversary. Uh, tell us, what is the exhibition? Jonathan, good afternoon. It's called A Legacy of Vision and Sound, as you rightly point out, uh, opened uh, last uh, night. Uh, and there are different vaults, and I think it takes you through the history of TV, radio. Perhaps a little bit confusing for some people, because Radio Gibraltar is a little bit older, as you know, 1958 for Radio Gibraltar. But what the exhibition marks and celebrates is 60 years of the Gibraltar Broadcasting Corporation, when Radio Gibraltar and GTV, Gibraltar Television, at the time came together in 1963 to form GBC and we're celebrating 60 years of that and you can see how technology has changed, photos from the past uh, 60 years, uh, music memories, voices and also a presenter experience. So when you get to the end of the exhibition there's this green screen setup, which is um, how our weather presenters for example would host the weather and you can just see how, how the technology works and also give it a try. Yeah, and, and uh, I, I was lucky enough to, to go to the um, pre-opening viewing for staff yesterday morning. Um, uh, it, so many conversations prompted by the images on the wall, by the technology which you refer to, um, uh, partly because of the sheer size of uh, the technology as it used to be. Uh, sort of 50, 40 years ago, and and how much that has changed nowadays. We carry around uh, mobile phones in our pockets and, and it can, you know, film and produce high-quality images. Absolutely. Uh, and, and it really gets us thinking about, you know, the how much that equipment has changed over the decades. And how many times have we worked in news and we've sent each other a voice note or even a video from on location on our phones or on WhatsApp? We transfer, and you go into one of the vaults, for example, and you see the original reel-to-reel machine, where you know the tape had to physically be brought in, cut, then stuck together, edited. I mean, it's just a such a laborious process, and people just do that at the touch of a button on on their phones nowadays. But I think it's I think what you are right in in pointing out, which is something that we saw yesterday, is that there are conversation starters in every single vault in this exhibition, and the exhibition will mean something different to different people. You will have a memory of GBC. I will have another one. The chief minister was uh, talking in his uh, opening speech yesterday that he remembers the man from Atlantis. Somebody else remembers Dallas in the 80s. Joe Magaiva. Magaiva. Magaiva Tai. I know, I know. I saw him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so you know there are... there, are, Or maybe you have a, a memory because of the music or because of one of the news items. I think we're very, we should be very proud of, of the hard work that's gone into it because it's not only an exhibition about photographs. It's an exhibition about memories, but it's also an exhibition about vision, 
about audio. And I think that all comes together. And there were lots of conversations yesterday. And I think perhaps one of the best compliments last night from somebody who was there came in the form of saying, oh, this is absolutely brilliant, but it's much more than, ex- than an exhibition. It almost feels like a museum of broadcasting. Well, um, there's a thought. Because you're going to have to do something with it after this. I'd I'd love to. Well, um, the good thing is that uh, a lot of that, now that it's been curated and that we know exactly the the, the kind of stuff that we have, there's a lot that's going to come to Broadcasting House. A lot of the photos on the walls will will come to our central lobby here. The, The original 1960s huge TV camera, which was a challenge to move. I think we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the programme. That was a challenge. To move. That's on loan to us from the Gibraltar Museum. And that's gone to the exhibition. But after the exhibition, it comes to Broadcasting House. So we're now on the lookout for a special spot for that camera to live here at Broadcasting House. Lovely. Well, we look forward to, to seeing where that ends up. It's a, it's a, a very sizable and, and impressive piece of kit. Now, the, the pictures on the wall are principally behind-the-scenes pictures of people who have worked at uh, and for GBC over the years, mainly uh, of them doing the, the job. Um, and it also gives us a little bit of an insight into some of the bigger events that they covered and that Gibraltar generally and the community has grappled with and celebrated in that time. How did you go about, you and the team, go about selecting and and, and sort of dwindling down those images? Not an easy task and I'll tell you something that happened, which by the way, we have put a behind the scenes uh, mini documentary on setting up the exhibition that's going out next week on GBC television and uh, you can see a lot of the moments and a lot of the thinking uh, as as we put that exhibition together. Something really interesting happened with the selection of... We originally thought we'd had 60 photos and then sort of put them on the wall. Like it, one, it, one per year type One thing, per or? year, yeah. But it, it ended up not quite working that way But we have because we had more. Um, and it's just really interesting when you're putting an exhibition like this together and you have to make the difficult decision of saying we cannot put a photograph of everybody that's worked at GBC over the years. We cannot put a photograph of every single programme that we've had over the years. So it's about how we globally reflect what GBC has meant to the community over the past 60 years. One of the things that we decided with photographs was that we were not going to particularly use single individuals, although if you go to the exhibition, there are single individuals in pictures, But when you look at the photo, there's much more happening than just that person in the picture. There's either an old camera in the picture, an old set in the picture, something from the behind the scenes. So that was really how we decided on the selection of photos. And I was telling you that something interesting happened. When we originally laid out the format for the exhibition we realised that we had been really good at printing photos in the early years and perhaps not as good in the last 20. Because you said the mobile phone. We have a lot of um, pictures on our phones, but for a moment, it looked like GBC hadn't existed for the last 15 or 20 years. And that was a challenge to overcome. In print. In print, of of finding the photos that then sort of reflected that journey. So it's just been it's just been a really really interesting exercise. Okay, and um, to you know, ask you uh, maybe what, what might be an obvious question, but why do you think it's important to preserve and display the history of Gibraltar's national broadcaster? It's it's our heritage, isn't it? I mean, it's just so important. I think I think the the exhibition does 
two important things. For older generations, it's a trip down memory lane. For younger generations, it's an opportunity to learn about how GBC has helped shape the Gibraltar of today. You know, and we should always be proud of, of the pioneers who one day, you know, dreamt about creating a broadcasting station and, and, and of our heritage. I, I think it's just so important not to forget where we've come from and how far we've come. Okay, we've had a, a couple of messages come in. If you've got one for GBC on this, it's 60th anniversary. Uh, we'd love to hear from you on 266 200. Uh, let's see, let's read out this one from Bev. She says, last night's uh, programme, the first in the um, mini-series of Recordandote documentaries, uh, showed the beginning of Radio Gibraltar. It was interesting and heartwarming, the belief and determination of the many people involved to appreciate the possibilities of GBC uh, was incredible to see. Uh, she said, imagine, this is from Bev, Bev said, imagine reading all the news bulletins and earning about 60 pence as they did back then. <laughs> uh, she says she looks forward to the remaining programmes and she's glad to see and hear that the enthusiasm uh, of back then continues into the present day. Uh, thank you, Bev. And thank you to Wilfred, who said uh, that he'd like to remember the excellent job done by GBC and Radio Gibraltar in transmitting in Spanish for a couple of hours at two during the uh, afternoons uh, of a closed frontier era when there were no telephone lines or telegram contact with Spain. Uh, songs were dedicated to friends and family on the Spanish side, announcing births, deaths and other personal events. Congratulations to Radio Gibraltar and to GBC uh, on this, its 60th anniversary, uh, for a great job done over the many years and continue uh, to do it today. Uh, thank you. Uh, Wilfred, for, for that message, a, a, a quick response, Mr. Nish. Just that Wilfred takes me back to something that I mentioned in my speech yesterday, which if you allow me, I'll quote once again. When it matters most, GBC has stood at the forefront, ensuring our stories are told and our voices heard. GBC has been and continues to be a pillar of entertainment, information and community empowerment. Because as we look at that documentary and we forget, almost how much Spanish speaking happened in Gibraltar in the 1960s and 70s. I mean, we have catalogued and documented change over the years. We've, we've had a few people join us. Good afternoon to Christine Vasquez, Ian Daniels and John Balestrino, who've uh, uh, all been here for more than 20 years. <laughs> 34. <laughs> and looking, and looking so case. young. Tw 37? Uh, uh, 36. Let's, Thir say, let's say 36. 36. This is Ian Daniels' 37. On the, on the last year. Um, and, and judging by your face, you, you joined when you were a boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and John, and John Balestrino. Uh, so a nice representation, newsroom, Radio Gibraltar uh, and uh, engineering and technology um, joining the chief executive. Um, uh, so, so James was talking to us a bit about the exhibition. You guys have had a chance to, to be down there. What, what are your impressions? Um, I, I, I think it gives a good representation of the, uh, you know, the, the corporation over the years. I mean, everything has its own little section. Uh, the radio section is obviously, you know, of, of particular interest to me. Um, we've got uh, a nice bit of uh, audio that people will hear when they go along that will hopefully bring back uh, memories of um, shows and presenters 
from uh, times gone by. So uh, I, I think the, the radio section is very good and, and it was quite well received, I think, in, in, in general. We're, we're obviously quite biased because <laughs> for, for us it really feels like um, having seen how we've developed as, as a home, as a family, um, as broadcasters, but... I think what we actually saw was very much uh, friendships over the years. Yeah, and absolutely. so uh, I think that for us, that the exhibition has a very special meaning. I don't know what kind of meaning it would have for the public. Yeah. But no, I, I John, agree. I mean, um, what, what I wanted to ask you, if you don't mind, John, uh, about the technological change, because we've seen well, the, the cameras, they're, they're so different, no? It's, uh, it's amazing. Um, the camera... Sorry. I'm not um, sure. We seem to have an engineering or technological problem with, uh, with your mic. So let's ask, let's ask James and, and then we'll come back to you in a moment, uh, uh, John. Uh, um, so, uh, members of staff will have fed back to you, uh, James, as, as chief executive. You, you invited them all down there before the official opening. Um, what, what was the feedback you got from them? Jonathan, whilst you fix that microphone, I can fill for as long as you need. I thought when you say we're going to go to James Nish, I thought you were going to ask James Nish to fix the microphone. And I thought that's going to be practically impossible. But there's a really good point that Christine has just mentioned about how it means different things to different people. We were talking about that. It means something for us as broadcasting professionals. But one of the things that has happened this morning, which I think is absolutely great, is the number of people going along to visit this exhibition. It's been extremely busy already this morning. In fact, we are giving away, let me just show this to the camera if you're watching on GBC television. Uh, if not, I'll describe it for you. It's a GBC 60 Years mug and we're giving away 100 of these to the first 100 people to go to the exhibition um, today. And it looks, if the current trend continues and it continues to be as busy, that the 100 mugs will go today. So Typical. get down there to Gustavo Bacarisa's gallery. I'm so There's surprised that the Gibraltarians <laughs> are availing themselves of the freebies. La verdad, no me, no me lo esperaba. Uh, John, well, I'm going to uh, go down to get one of the mugs. <laughs> uh, the, the technological change, well, no? I mean... Uh, it's uh, incredible, I mean... Um, I, I'm, I'm, For me, I'm, it's, it's a centerpiece. As as you come in uh, into the exhibition, so, John. Now I can hear. You. So now you can, please, right? Please okay. Go again. Sorry. For for me, the uh, the camera, something as simple as as a camera that we all have on our on our phones nowadays and in our pockets. In in those days, the oh, as when it first started, the the camera weighed a lot, and I mean a very lot. Uh, you know, and, and very heavy. Cameraman had had to go. Um, not this uh, one in particular. I can't imagine this one being shoulder mounted. But they had but, to go and leave because they were they were yeah, always, yeah. always had back problems. Definitely. I mean, uh, I I've heard anecdotes from uh, Nikki Celestia, um, senior, and and he he was telling me that that was the OB camera, and they used to take it out, and just by taking it from the museum down to to the exhibition hall. It weighed a lot. Um, it was it was three of us carrying the weight, and I I couldn't do that week in week out. My father used to use that um, camera. Yeah, you know, so it's it's nice. I mean, it's it's things that I'd heard before from from the old engineers, and it's nice to for me to actually move that camera and take it to the exhibition, thinking these guys used to do it week in week out or every four months when they had an outside broadcast. So. 
you know, it's, I, that, it's that, nice. That for me is a reminder of the, the time that we live in, in such yeah. fast technological change, but, but what yeah. the photos really uh, bring to, to mind is that uh, GBC, uh, as a place to work and to create, has been about people. Uh, and there are loads of people yeah. on those walls. I mean, not not everybody uh, has... Yeah. You haven't been able to put everybody Like we were saying earlier, and the interest goes beyond the local. Because so we've had a crew follow um, John and, and the team as they moved the big camera from, from the museum. I don't know whether you were busy enough to, to know this, but there were a number of tourists who actually stopped to watch you and to watch the operation. And they were right. telling our crew down there that they were just fascinated by that camera. And they were asking us, you know, we'd love to go and see this exhibition. It so happened that they were leaving the day before... And they were just like, they were absolutely gutted that they were going to miss this exhibition yeah. because although we celebrate memories and we look at how much GBC has changed over the last 60 years and there are programmes that people, that locals will recognise, broadcasting has an international flavour. You know, a card machine, if you've worked in radio anywhere in the world or a reel-to-reel, you'll know about. Yeah. Mm. And this is where we yes. were talking earlier, Jonathan, mm. about much more than an exhibition, almost like a museum feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah for it's, sure. I think from from my point of view, GBC represents Gibraltar within even within the station, without interactions. We all interact like we would do outside. There is no difference for us. And that's what makes it home. Because I, I you're interacting being, like a family. Being a really young girl and we used to go to the Montague and there was a competition where you had to spot a lizard. In, right. in a shop window and we would rush to the shop window to spot the lizard and then to enter this Radio Gibraltar competition and I'm talking, I was like six years, seven years old and it was the old phone so you would hold it to the end and then when the minute came where you could call you'd let it go so you were the first caller you know, so GBC has a part in all our lives yeah. like that and Radio Gibraltar But the station itself takes that forward because we all interact like we would do outside and we interact as family members which is for me it's the most beautiful thing i, I did um, think actually you know, that it, it had the feel of a family um photo yeah. display yes um and, and, and as always if you don't mind me saying james you you also start thinking about the family members who aren't there because you can't put everybody up, no? Yeah. Yes, of course, and this is something that we said um, very clearly yesterday. It's impossible to, to do everything and, and to have a photograph of everybody. But I think it's about looking at the exhibition, looking at the souvenir brochure, looking at the Recordandote documentary programme and the rest of the celebrations that will come up during the year. And when you take that as one, so you don't look at ju just the exhibition or just the souvenir brochure. Because e even like Stephen Cumming was on Radio Gibraltar, I think on, on Breakfast this week, and he was saying you know, about the challenge, how do you put 60 years of history? Mm. Even now during the day on, on television, we are showing um, old footage. I love it. And there's Looks a, great. There's about an hour 20 there, and that's just but a very small fraction fraction no? of the amount of footage that we have in our vaults which we, as you know we are sharing with gbc rewind and flashback and some of the other programs okay let's uh, let's pause for a moment we're, we're talking about gbc's 60th anniversary exhibition uh, which you can check out at casemates but but uh, i've got a message to read out and even before i do that i wanted to play this your friendly neighbor keeping you Groovy, right? Ian Daniels, <laughs> head of radio. W when's that from? 
That must have been from, I think, probably early 90s, perhaps. Okay. Uh, let's play another one. At the centre of the community, it's your local sound. The music's right and all your friends are here. And that one's from... I reckon that must have been around the, 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 the a similar sort of time. It's from... Late uh, 90s, maybe? B- b- pos- possibly. All your possibly friends early, are here. Early 2000s? All your or? friends are here. <laughs> all, every, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they tell you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, one, one more, one more. Radio That's from a much simple, beautiful. Yeah, they they were on the air when when I started. That, that that's late eighties, I think, and, and and nothing to do with me. I mean, I wasn't sitting there writing the lyrics at the time. Please don't. Uh, no singing them. Suggest. No. <laughs> no, no singing them. But but the, I, the I came up with your nosy neighbour. The, 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 the other sound really familiar. Like, yeah, like, of course they do. Of course you they do. Tell me they? that we were running them. I mean, now, that, that, yes. that, that's what it's all about. I mentioned the audio that we've got running down at the um, uh, the gallery. It's it's people's memories. It's it's what people will remember from their you know their childhood if they're of, of a certain age, and um, and also interesting I would imagine for the, uh, the the youngsters who are curious as to you know how how broadcasting has uh, developed in in Gibraltar over the last uh, sixty years. Okay, Melody has been in touch. She says, um, "Happy sixtieth anniversary." Gosh, I remember very well being on the magic playground with the iconic <laughs> spotty frog with a large. Um, uh, larger-than-life character Christine Dobinson, who is greatly missed. Very nostalgic uh, thinking about this. Um, thank you, Melody, for, for being in touch. It's a, it's a long and lovely message. But but um, I, I know that you'd like to maybe tell us was, a little bit was, about the frog. I was just going to say that if Melody goes along, she will see the original She'll frog the from yeah. the Magic Garden <laughs> and the Magic Playground. Uh, because And this, this is an interesting point as well, because when, it's, when you're curating an exhibition like this, you have to decide what are the programmes that you're going to feature and the decision we made very early on because we again couldn't do everything was that the programs that were going to have specific exhibits were the ones that had original memorabilia or prop surviving so for example how much do you know we have one of the original trophies the magic garden we have that was a quiz no yeah it was a quiz we have the magic garden we have the frog with Mr. Gibraltar, of course, you have the gowns. The Miss World gown is actually on display there when Kayana Lorino won in 2009, a moment that so many people remember watching as a community on GBC television. Uh, probably a one-off, no? I mean, it's, it's unlikely to happen again. Uh, yeah. well, we always said, well, we always said Gibraltar would never win, and it also happened, so who yeah. knows? Not because Gibraltar's women aren't beautiful, but just because there are so many women in the world taking we part did, in that competition. We did struggle to bring that frog to the new premises, I must say. <laughs> I must I, say, I, I there was a lot of opposition yes, against poor frogs. Yes, and, okay? it's, and it was and outside, it's, outside in the, the <laughs> corridor uh, that goes around the building. It was it, out there for a very long time, getting wet. Yes, <laughs> it was not loved yeah. all the time. No. Well, no. but that, that's that's part of what uh, what we were discussing earlier. You know, the importance of of preserving, and 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 yeah. it's not always clear what you should keep. And, uh, and, and I'm sure that we've all been through it in in our own homes. You know, you think like this has sentimental value, but uh, it's taking up space. And I think that exhibitions like these 
teach us because um, only earlier this year, James and I had a debate on whether uh, the review of the year still had uh, a place when, when people mm. can, play, can have catch-up. And then suddenly you look at how popular programmes like Rewind are and, and you realise there is we have a role as broadcasters to preserve posterity as well. And that is a very important role that's given to us. I mean, adding to that, a lot of people used to record when their family members were on, on television using VHS tapes. Mm. Now you can't find a, a VHS player. So what do you do with those tapes? A lot of people have tracked them. So the, the, the fact that GBC is doing the Rewind programme, they're seeing themselves again. You know, the family members, the, the kids, the... I don't know, the, the fathers, whatever. But So they're all appearing again on TV like they did... 10, 20, 30 years ago. And, and that is important, And, and at I think, the end of the day, we chronicle history. It's not just yes, our history. Right. We chronicle Gibraltar's yeah. social history. That's exactly what yeah. I was going to say. And the, the importance of something like a review of the year 2023, which was just aired, I mean, it's important to air it now because you just think, oh my God, how much has happened over the year. But that's a programme that's going to be so important in 20 years' time, in 30, in 40 yeah. That's the importance of it as well. It's difficult to, to see, uh, I suppose, unless you step back from it. No? Uh, a couple more messages. Thank you for getting in touch. Leslie, who says that he was on Romper Room. <laughs> and, uh, and Joseph, thank you for your message. Happy 60 years of GBC. Oh, oh. Lots has changed in, the, in those years, over those years, from radio to television. Uh, there's been a lot of change, but Joseph thinks, especially on radio, where he no longer hears record scratches, Ian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, that, that goes back to what uh, John's been, been saying. I mean, the, the, the change in technology has been across the board. And, um, Do you remember splicing the tape? Yeah, well, I mean, I was going to mention that because that's become a bit of a joke now with the, you know, the kids that we get in and they, they come for work experience and stuff like that. And it's moved on. It used to be the case that people would be baffled by what a vinyl record was and, and what, you put a needle on it and it goes round and it makes yeah, a sound. Now, now they're back now, in now that, Yeah, now that that's come back in, you know, the, the younger people know about that. But what they just can't seem to get their head round is the fact, as Christine pointed out, that, that back in the day, I mean, we've got all this um, machinery now that, that does it for us. Uh, machinery is not quite the word. That sounds the really real good. real <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, You know, software that, yeah. that does it for us. But literally, back in the day, there was what we called a splicing block. Uh, you'd put two bits of tape together and... and cut it with a razor blade and, and put it together with, you know, what was essentially a bit of sellotape. I, I mentioned this... And, in... and you, you tell... The, the, the kids come now and you tell them that and it's like... You know the joke about the lad who started a new job, the apprentice, and the, the, the boss sends him out to get a tin of stripy paint? They, they look at you like that. <laughs> no! <laughs> and it's true. It's absolutely true. And I, I mentioned it in Jib Talks that we, that we actually had sort of the razor blades run. You know, talk about health and safety. We had these razor blades. That you the razor blade like... was a tool of the <laughs> and, trade. And, and, and... We were talking earlier about cart machines as well. We had to uh, also physically time all the commercials, add them all yeah. up, you know, you had to do your sums, back time from you'd BBC World Service News, you'd stack up. the commercial, you do one at a time. Now the computer does it all for yeah. you. And you were yeah. really good at counting in 60s, <laughs> because suddenly that's what you did every night. You would count in 60s. Yeah. It was so weird. And, and credit as well to, to, to the people that, that made, I mean, the little bits of audio that we're hearing now, that, that's how they made them. They made them with a, yeah. <laughs> with yeah, a razor blade and a bit of, a bit yeah. of sticky tape. All right, 60 years of GBC. Uh, final thought, Christine Vasquez, you've been here for 35 four years uh, final thought I think in short 
Okay, in short, I think we have become a lot more professional. I think uh, we had a lot of fun in the early years. I think we, we still have fun, but we have become a lot more professional. Ian Daniels, you've yeah, been here for I'd, I'd, I'd agree with years. that. I'd agree with that. We, we, I, I think in uh, when it when it comes to radio, we 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 need to keep on doing what we've done for so many years. Um, first and foremost, it, it has to be for the local audience. Uh, the, the same thing done in a modern way, I, I would say. Sure. Okay. Uh, facilitated by technology that uh, John is is overseeing and, and <laughs> I'm maintaining. Sitting in that chair. <laughs> um, Twenty years, John. Your well, final thought. Twenty years. The change has been amazing, and um, f for me, the the journey has been fantastic. And I just hope that the the next sixty years for for GBC is is as great as it has been in. In the previous sixty years, and you know, and we keep on um, making sure that the community are the, in the centre of everything that we do. I think that's the most important thing. Thank you, John Balestrino and James Nish, Chief Executive. I was thinking, are you going to ask me how long I've been here? I think it's a year, three months, but that's uh, not counting my original tenure at, at, at GBC. You had, you had a good stint before that. <laughs> about, 20, about 20 years, I think. Um, no, I, I think I'd just say um, that GBC offers what the streaming giants cannot, the power of local. And when you look at something like radio, it's the voices who've become the friends of the community, keeping people company on their good days and on their bad days and that there are some people who live alone sometimes the radio voice is the only voice they'll hear in a whole day so i think as a public service broadcaster we never underestimate the importance of what we do so a big thank you to everybody at gbc over the last 60 years who wanted to make this happen for the community but i think above all a massive big thank you to the incredible audience who've made this 68 year journey worthwhile and long may it continue and they can go down to gustavo bacarisa's gallery at casemates um weekdays from weekdays 10 to 6 30 saturday mornings 10 to 2 souvenir brochures available at gbc reception as well you'll get one for free if you go along to the exhibition and in here people like clive gold uh, carmen gomez richard cartwright right we've got um, comments about uh, the relationship between gbc and the community Plenty of photographs. I mean, just a great souvenir brochure. But most importantly, please come along to the exhibition and have a look. Thanks for listening to those highlights from Gibraltar today. I'm Kelly M. Borge, the show's producer. We're live on Radio Gibraltar Monday to Friday from 1 to 2, getting behind the headlines. And you can catch up here whenever you like. Until next time, have a good one. GBC Podcasts. Local voices on demand.